Welcome to episode 76 of the Practice of Nonprofit Leadership. I'm Tim Barnes. And I'm Nathan Ruby. Nathan, of all the relationships in a nonprofit organization, one of the most crucial is that of the executive director and the board chair. You know, that relationship has the power to keep the organization on track and running smoothly or to bring it to a slow pace, full of barricades and potholes. And like any relation, it takes time, effort, and communication to work well. Yeah, Tim, and we, we've talked about this uh, before. It's not the first time that we brought this up. And it, and it, the reason that we talk about it more than once is because it's important. And there is a there's a special connection between you and the board president. You could be successful in your job as the executive director if you have a purely professional interaction, professional relationship with your board chair. You could do that. It, it is possible, but it wouldn't be very much fun. And I I really believe. The stronger the relationship between you and the board president, the more the better you will be at fulfilling the vision and mission of your organization. And ultimately, you know, as executive directors, we work for the board. That is our boss, is the board of directors. But nobody can have multiple bosses, right? If you've ever been in that situation where you've reported to multiple people, that is bad news. It is, it, it's difficult to do that. So I think even though the board is, is the, the main body that you respond to or that you report to, it truly is the board president. That is the one single person that is your boss. And I am using my air quotes uh, around boss. That is the one relationship that is the employer employee relationship for an executive director. The board should speak as one, but that one comes out of the board chair. <laughs> yes. You know, uh, communicates yeah. from the, from the right. board as a whole. In the, in the relationship with the executive director. Yes. It comes out of and through the board president. Well, in today's episode, we'd like to just explore this relationship and suggest a few ways to make this a good and effective relationship as you go forward. Something that maybe as a, as a small to medium executive director, you don't, necessarily take a lot of time to think about it. It's like, oh, I step in, I just go with the flow. Here's the executive, or here's the, the board chair. But it's important. It needs to be worked at. And so we we thought we'd share some things that we feel will help it go uh, better and farther together. So let's start with what I think is probably one of the most important things. And that is when you talk about that relationship there needs to be clear responsibilities and expectations for each role. And like any relationship, that's usually where we get into difficulty is when we have expectations that maybe haven't been communicated. And all the ones we run into that when people aren't doing what we think they should. And so having an understanding of what the, what the responsibilities are for an executive director and for a board chair, what those expectations are back and forth are really important. So let's talk a little bit about that. Um, Nathan, maybe you could just, maybe from your perspective, so what's the difference between an executive director, what they do and what the role of the board chair is and how do they, how do they come together? Yeah. So from a executive director's perspective, our job is to run the day-to-day -day operations of the organization, 
to make sure that the revenue is coming in so that there's money in the checkbook, to make sure that the programs are operating, to make sure that the administrative functions are functioning so that the uh, we know that the accounting is accurate, that the audits are completed, and that the audits are clean, and that all of the HR functions... Now, if you're a, if you're a solo shop and it's just you, there's not so many HR functions. If you have one part-time employee, then you know maybe a little more HR, but not so much. If you have 20 staff, then okay, HR is a real issue. So, uh, just making sure that all those things are are flowing, making sure everything is running smoothly from a day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month perspective. All right. Now, board chair and the board in general, board chair specifically. What is what is the board chair's job? Well, the board's chair job is to make sure that the board is focusing on governance, making sure that the board is focusing on vision and mission, the the long-term direction of the organization, uh, to make sure that the uh, playing the role of of ambassador in the community, uh, going on donor visits with you, and supporting you as the executive director as you work through this this day-to-day, week-to-week together. And so there's a, anytime you're questioning, what is my job and what is my board president's job? If it's day-to-day operation, then it's you. If it is long-term or not day-to-day operation, then chances are pretty good that it's a board, board president role. That's really helpful. And I think sometimes in a smaller organization, the board can sometimes be hands-on a little more because you're small and there's only a few of you. And so sometimes it's it's easy for that to kind of carry over into some of the operations thing. And that's always a challenge. I mean, you're grateful for hands-on, but always remembering the board focuses on governance and supporting and encouraging you, making sure you're still on track, but the day-to-day still comes to the executive director. Yeah, there have been a couple of times, Tim, where I've been in organizations as the executive director where the organization was transitioning from a board-led to a professional. I was either the first or second professional executive director to come in. And man, that is hard. Uh, And it's true. You're right. You're right on, Tim, where there's thousands of organizations who don't have professional leadership. They are, they're board run, they're volunteer run. And the, everybody on the board has a, they either have a committee assignment or they just, you know, they gravitate, there's going to be an event and there's two board members that they've always, you know, done the event and that's just the way it is. And that happens all the time. And then as you transition into a professionally led organization, and if if you are going to stay in the small to medium organizations, if if that's where you are and, and that's where your your first job is going to be, or you know, that's that's where you your passion is, then this is going to be an issue over and over. And so taking those board members and educating them on, okay, this is your job, this is what you do, this is what I do, without you can't come in with a heavy fist and say, Wow, you can't be doing that. That's my job. Yeah, you know, we're we're not advocating that, but there is, there is this slow evolution from from having board doing things to you and your staff doing things, and that is not an easy process, Tim. 
I know some of you that are listening are founders. You've actually started your organization. You're in the early days or in the first few years. And oftentimes, as a founder, you take responsibility for that board. And so you are also operating or functioning as the board chair. And we would just say that also can bring in some challenges. We would encourage that at some point, um, when it's possible that you actually step off as board chair and that you bring on an independent board chair to to operate. And then again, you're working closely together, working on the uh, on the uh, you know the organization. But there's a real benefit to actually handing those off to an independent board board chair. Yeah. And if you're a board chair, or sorry, if you're a founder and you are sitting on the board. You are in a tough spot because at some point the organization is come going to come to a point where you are either, and, and I'm not speaking ill of founders here. That's not my point. That's not my intent. You're going to get to a point where keeping your, your closed fist around the organization, doing things the way you want it to do doing the way things, the way that the organization has done it, because if you're a founder and you have created this existence, you've created this thing out of nothing, out of your sheer will and determination to create something. And you are now to the point where, okay, we, we are doing great things and we're growing and we need to bring in staff. We need to bring in our first executive director. We need to, we're growing. You have got to that point by a through doing things your way, and it's been successful up to that point. And so, there is this point where you're either going to keep your hand around this thing, or you're going to open it up and you are going to let it grow the way that it could grow into the future. <clears throat> that is a turning point for your organization, and I have seen. So many organizations get strangled because the founder won't let go. And even Tim, if the founder is, is, you know, stepping off as board chair, that is a, that's a, a thing that is absolutely a step. But if you're the founder and you're on the, on the, still on the board and a tough discussion comes up. Or a point that's that's there's there's maybe some not everybody's on board with it and there's a tough conversation. If everybody's looking at you for the answer or everybody's looking at you for the decision, even if you're not the board chair, you're still de facto chair. You're still you still have your fist around that organization. It's hard for organizations to grow when it gets to that point. If you're in that situation, if you're transitioning or you feel like you could do better in this relationship and how the board works, how the executive director works, uh, we're always open to have discussion about that. We've done some coaching in those those areas. We come alongside uh, people, right, Nathan? Yeah, absolutely. And we have some uh, content. We, we have uh, have done a lot of that working with boards and executive directors Specifically, it's something we could come and do on site, or it's something that we could do through a Zoom call. And yeah, if you're if you're struggling, if you're struggling with your board, 
and you feel, I think for most executive directors, you either feel like you're in sync with your board or you feel like you're not necessarily at odds, maybe out of sync. If you're out of sync with your board and you don't know what to do and you can't figure it out, gosh, call us. We've got things that we could do to help you to get you going and get your board trained on what they're supposed to be doing and helping you to better interact with them. It will, it will make your life so much easier if you're in sync. And so, as we said at the beginning, you know, the, the best way to get in sync is to have clear responsibility and clear expectations between the executive director and the board chair. Our second thing that we would talk about is is that there needs to be communication regularly happening between the executive director and the board chair. I um, am part of an organization and have, have actually been part of several organizations where the board actually meets every month. And Nathan, I think you meet every quarter. Is that right? Yeah, quarter quarterly. Meetings? Yep. So, so it's different. And, and I've also been part of an organization where they have a full board meeting twice a year. So it, it works different ways. If you're meeting every month, some of that communication is naturally happening, but it's really important that good regular communication happens between the executive director and the board chair. And the executive director needs to be giving regular updates to the board chair, whether that's weekly or every other week, it could be an email, it could be a call, I think you you get together for lunch on a on a regular basis with your board chair, right? Yeah, my current board chair is only about forty five minutes uh, from where I live, and so we meet uh, once a month uh, for lunch, and uh, we have our same spot that we go, and so it, it's a it's a monthly time. I've I've got a. It took me a while to come up with a, an agenda that I use for this one, and so it's the same agenda. In the same order, which is what an agenda is, and it really in in forty five minutes we cover all of the main areas, so that he just just so he knows where we're at, what's going on, what you know, what are green items, what are yellow items, what are red items, uh, what are the areas that so that he doesn't get blindsided. And I, I have to admit, it is an area that I struggle with. Because it is very easy for me and my personality. I have a pretty clear vision of where the organization is going. And and so it's really easy for me not to communicate with my board president. And I think that defined monthly meeting for me makes sure that I do the work, you know, that I do the prep work that I get it down on a piece of paper so that I can communicate it clearly. And if I didn't have that regularly scheduled meeting, I'd, I don't know. I don't know how often I would communicate. Uh, so anyway, for me, it works for me that way. At the very least, there should be a connection before the board, before your board meeting, you should be putting an agenda, having communication together about what's on the agenda, what needs to come, come forward. So that should be a minimum. But even as things happen, as, as you know, for example, some major gifts come in or there are decisions you're making, um, it's it's really important to, to bring the board chair into that. Again, an email, a quick call, 
so there are no surprises. <laughs> that is one of the worst things you can do as an executive director is to surprise your board chair in a meeting, both good and bad. I mean, it's important that they're in the loop on what's going on. And so intentionally putting that in your schedule. And I think also developing the relationship outside of work can be very positive as well. You know, not saying you have to be best friends, but I think playing golf or doing something, you know, uh, having a shared experience can be really helpful in, in developing that relationship and helps the communication. You know, we haven't really talked about um, executive director compensation on our show a lot, Tim. And I, I just wrote that down. That's a topic we need to cover in a future show. If you're listening to this show, probably compensation is not the primary factor that drives you in what you do, but it is important because if you and your family are not financially taken care of by the organization, you cannot make a long-term impact. You just, you just can't. If you're, if your household is not able to function financially, then that is not a, a positive business plan for your organization. So compensation matters for the executive director. And the biggest supporter that you have for your compensation package is the board president. The amount of time that you spend communicating with your board president is just, it, it, it's, these are all the things that are happening and these are all the things that I'm doing. Now, obviously you don't list out every single thing, but after you get done with that update, that board president should be saying, oh, wow, I'm, you know, I'm glad you're there. There's just, there's so many things that have to be done. So I, I think every time you meet with your board president and you update them on what's going on and all the great things that are happening, the problems that are, that are, that you have and what you're doing to deal with them, it just brings more value to you and your role. So I, I, that's, I think we kind of forget about that sometimes when we talk about communicating with your board chair. But when it comes to compensation time and they're, the board's talking about your pay increase, I, I think those conversations, those those monthly or quarterly conversations with your board president will pay dividends for you. Our major point here is don't take for granted the fact that communication needs to happen regularly and that you need to be intentional about it and look for opportunities to be communicating what's going on so the board chair feels informed. Number three is, and I just simply put down, focus on mission. That's the greatest, one of the greatest things that as a board chair and executive director working together can do is to keep the organization successfully carrying out the mission of the organization. That's a major thing that the board chair, and the board as a whole, but the board chair especially, is to make sure that the organization is doing what supposedly they have said they're going to do. As you think about decisions you'll make together, as you think about the conversations you have, focusing on the mission is really, really important. It should be your guide in your interactions, in your decision-making, in your planning, coming back to mission is really important. Even the board chair and or any of your most active board members they really don't understand what you're doing and what the organization is doing on a day-to-day -day basis. <clears throat> and they can't, they, they, they literally can't know what's going on because that is your job. And that is the staff job is, is to know what's happening day to day. So a lot of times when you 
And just think about this. As executive directors, we get up every day and we think about the organization. We think about our jobs. We think about what's happening. It's what we do all day, every day. It's what we do when we drive home. It's what we do when we mow the yard. It's what we do when we can't sleep at night. It is constantly on our minds. That is not the case for board members. A lot of times when you're talking to your board chair and you're updating them, it's the first time they're hearing stuff. Or it might be the the last time they really thought about this was the last time you talked about to them a month ago. So it it's it, they can easily get lost in the details because it just it it the, you're you're sharing all of this stuff and it's like yep they're shaking their head and it's just thing after thing after thing after thing until you get to vision and mission and that is what they think about and that is what they know and if they are a board member that is excited about the organization and if they're a board president who's excited about what the organization does, this will be a hot spot. When you're talking about the mission of the organization and the vision, they should get excited. And so if you don't talk about that stuff, you you grind through an hour worth of details as you're as you're updating. Who wants to grind through 45 minutes or an hour of detail without a little bit of excitement and fun? So try it sometime and see what happens. When you're talking vision and mission with the board chair, it will be fun for them and they'll get excited. So it's both of your responsibilities to keep focus on the mission and being able to use that as a as a source of your conversations and communication is really important. Can I add one more thing? Vision and mission are the role of the board. And there's no question about that. However, that is heavily influenced by the executive director. It is it is your job as executive director to assist your board in that vision and mission of the organization. And, and sometimes your, your board members need a little, a little nudge or a little, just a a little push in the, in the right direction. And so that your board president, this is a place where you can speak into the board president with your, your input on vision and mission. And that discussion will help your board president lead the other board members into that discussion. So so that time of talking about vision and mission with your board president and your thoughts on it is really important to give your board president the tools that they need to then lead the rest of the of the board. Our last point here number 4 is developing trust and support with each other. The idea is that with, like any relationship we need to work at it and it takes time. When a board chair and executive director can really trust each other, man, you get to go, you go so much further in that. And when you are able to support each other, uh, speak the best of each other, that also really makes a difference as the organization goes forward. You know, you come in as a new, new, new director. It's like any new relationship. It takes time. You have to spend time together. You have to communicate, but to work towards a place where I feel like I can really trust you, I can support you, um, is such a is such a big deal. You know, Tim, in some of my previous uh, new roles, when I was the new executive director, the I always communicated with the board president at on Fridays at the end of every week, and I would do that for, oh, it you know, it kind of depended maybe a month, maybe two months. So four to eight weeks, every Friday, we would have a conversation. You know, what did you learn this week? 
what were you surprised by? What What's your plan for next week? Where do you need me to help you? Uh, that was from the president's perspective. And it was really helpful to, you know, hey, I met this person or this happened. And when you're new, you really do have to rely on your board and especially your board president to help navigate you through, you know, where are the landmines buried? You know, who are the relationships? And, you know, this problem has come up and the board president will say, okay, well, that's the person that handles that or, you know, oh, that person didn't respond to you. I'll reach out to them and just... It, it really helps to have that support. And then, you know, maybe we would go every two weeks and then into every month or, you know, whatever the right rhythm for your organization is. There's no magic number to this that, oh, you have to talk to your board president every two weeks or every one week or every month. It's just, you have to figure out what's going on for you and or what's right for you. And the more, I think the more active, the more dynamically changing environment you're in, will kind of dictate what that flow is. The communication with your board president will change the more experienced you are. If you're a brand new executive director and you have never been an executive director before, you're probably going to want to lean on that board president more than if you've been an executive director for three years and you feel confident in the basics and you you feel like you got a handle on on the three staff people that you have okay well then you don't need to you don't need to lean on them quite as much so it's also a a leadership development for yourself and where you are in that continuum of learning how to be a leader that will also dictate the communication flow and frequency with uh, board presidents. Why do we talk about this topic? I think we've been in situations that have been really good and also situations that have been very challenging. We also have seen it in other organizations. This is such a key relationship for an organization to really be effective. And when the executive director and the board chair are not in sync and not working well together, it has a negative impact on uh, on the on the organization as a whole and on accomplishing its mission. You know, relationships are a big part of leading a nonprofit, and the relationship between the executive director and the board chair is a key, and it requires effort and uh, intention and communication to work well together and to keep the organization on track. Yeah, just a quick reminder before we, Tim wraps this up for us is if you're str- if you're struggling in this relationship with your board president, the board in general, I, I'll repeat what I said earlier. You will never fully take this organization where it needs to go, and you will never fully be successful as an executive director if you don't have a positive, solid relationship with the board president and the board. So if you're struggling with this, reach out to us. We can help you. Well, thanks for listening today. And as always, if you're benefiting from the podcast, we'd like to ask you to share a review on the platform in which you're listening and let us know how the podcast is benefiting you. And as Nathan has mentioned, if you'd like to get in touch with us, our contact information can be found in the show notes. That's all for today. Until next time.